Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Britt Colo. Britt is the creator of the Marketing Personality Type Framework at marketingpersonalities.com. Through her framework, designed to match you with your best marketing strategy based on your Myers-Briggs personality type, she's here to shake up your approach to marketing and inspire you to grow your business in a feel-good way. Meet Britt and get ready to go deep, find your true self, and grow that business of yours without feeling fake and salesy at marketingpersonalities.com. I'm so excited to have Britt here today to chat all about marketing personalities because this is super interesting and I think you guys will really love this episode. So let's dive right in. Hey Britt, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat more about marketing personalities with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Okay. Hey, Jenny. Thank you so much for letting me be on the show. I'm super honored and so excited to be here. So yeah, like Jenny said, my name is Britt. I'm a marketing coach and I have this super cool thing that people are loving called marketingpersonalities.com. And that's the newest arm of my business, but we'll get there. I'm sure. Uh, how I got here. So long story short, I went to college and I got a degree in not marketing. <laughs> I got a degree in kinesiology. I thought I wanted to be a fitness and wellness coach for the rest of my life. Uh, I like to say I kept the coach and dropped the fitness and wellness because that stuff is not that fun after a few years of doing it. So um, I did that for a while, uh, the fitness and wellness track, and I got into a company where I was a fitness coach and then I was a manager and then I moved to client relations, which I sucked at. And in that client relations role, I, uh, you know, I think it was just a, it was a grooming time for me. I think the company was trying to, uh, get me to be groomed into their culture and the way they did things. And they really wanted to test me to see if I was going to be around for the long haul. And <laughs> I rebelled like every good entrepreneur always does. I, um, I hated it. It was awful. And I thought all of their rules totally were not for me. And I started to realize that when I was supposed to be doing my client relationship stuff, I was getting into these really cool, deep, interesting conversations about marketing and sales with the sales director at the time. And I just kept getting more and more obsessed with this thing called marketing. And so I just started, I started listening to, I had been listening to leadership related podcasts at the time. This was six or so years ago. So podcasts were still kind of new on the scene, but I was listening to leadership stuff, which then led me to more business related stuff. And then eventually to more marketing related podcasts and blogs and books and stuff. And I literally just ate it all up. I mean, it's what I wanted to spend all my time doing. And so eventually I worked up the nerve to go to my boss, who was also the owner of the company. And I said, hey, I think I'm kind of good at this marketing thing. So 
I'm either going to do it for you or I'm going to go do it for another company. So what do you think? (laughs) And he was so gracious and gave me a shot at directing the marketing department. I don't know what was going on in his brain, but he let me move into the director of marketing role, having never done marketing before. And I totally turned it around because I was obsessed with it. I loved it. And about a year and a half into that position, I realized slash just looked at the writing on the wall and I saw that the other women in that company were not doing life the way I wanted to do life in the next five to 10 years. You know, the other like high level women in the company, they just, that's, that was not the life I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so, and I had had this call to start my own business for a while. And so Uh, just about this time, two years ago, it was, uh, yeah, literally just around this time, end of July, early August, I went in, I put my four weeks notice in and didn't have a business, didn't have any clients and I quit my job and crazy. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking, but it worked out. It was exactly what I needed to do. And so I started doing, I started a marketing agency That's what I thought I was going to do. I was going to build websites. I was going to do social media stuff for people. I was going to help them with their marketing strategy and I was going to do it all and then build a team that would do it all. Mm -hmm. And about six months into that, I was burnt out and someone approached me to coach her through marketing. She didn't need me to do it for her, but she wanted me to coach her. And she was a life and relationship coach. So she kind of, she understood that and really valued the coach in the relationship. And I thought, that sounds kind of cool. I tend to be a pretty good coach. Uh, You know, that's what my background was in and for, at least for fitness and wellness. So I said, you know what, I've never done it before, but let's just try it out. And I totally fell in love with it. And so for the past, ever since then, for the past almost two years, year and a half, two years, I've been coaching, um, independent business owners. They tend that while they're always female, um, I don't mean to do that, but that's just who tends to come my way. And, uh, they're usually pretty creative, pretty intuitive people. And I've been able to work with a number of independent business owners like this and coach them through building a really good marketing strategy, one that feels good to them, one that works for them, and then helping them step-by-step implement it into their business so they can grow. And uh, over time, after working with enough people, I started to um, connect the dots a little bit. And I started to realize that different people, my different clients, while they had similar business models and even sometimes similar offerings, different marketing strategies felt good to them and worked for them. And so I started wondering, okay, well, what's, what's driving this? You know, this one client, uh, client one and client two have very similar business models, very similar, uh, things that they offer. And yet one is loving this strategy that we put together and client two is loving a totally different strategy and they're both working. So what's at play here? And, I narrowed it down and I figured out that we can create feel good and effective marketing strategies based on our personality type and no longer have to feel fake and salesy about how we grow our businesses. And that's where I put 
my stake in the ground today. And I really believe that's, that's the thing. Like that's what I was meant to bring to this, to the table and to this conversation is that you shouldn't have to feel fake and salesy to grow your business. And if you can believe that, and if you can lean into that, uh, I invite you to see what your personality type means for what your best marketing strategy will include and try that. Just try it and, and, and see how it feels and see how, how effective it can be. Because in my experience, it's been pretty groundbreaking. So that's, I don't know, maybe that was long, but that's okay. I don't know. Uh, that's how we got to today and how I do uh, marketing personality types and one-on-one marketing coaching. That's awesome. I mean, you have definitely a different path and journey than a lot of people, but I think it mm-hmm. makes it unique and, you know, you're able to kind of re- like relate to a bunch of different things and you have that coaching background so you can like do the marketing coaching thing. And then, you know, that one client fell in your lap. You were not even like considering offering that. And then they were like, but can you do this? And you're like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So that's really cool. Cause a lot of people do not have that opportunity. You know, they usually are just like doing their services, kind of going about the motions and you know, if they decide to implement a coaching aspect or something, that's not something that comes to them typically. They usually, you know, decide to start offering it. So definitely have a unique path. And I think this is a really interesting thing because a lot of people don't think about, you know, their personality when it comes to marketing. They're just like, I'm doing this and maybe I don't necessarily prefer this method, but I'm doing it because I heard it works. Um, yeah. So exactly. That's, that's let that is exactly how it starts, right? We hear, uh, we're listening to a podcast and we hear someone who built her business and, and just skyrocketed her growth through, let's just say, Facebook challenges. And we automatically, because we're humans, say, oh my gosh, that's what I need to do. I need to do a Facebook challenge. Mm-hmm. Or another common one is you hear a, someone who has a similar business model to you start a podcast. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's what I need. I need to do a podcast. And you get down this rabbit hole of figuring out the steps to implementing this strategy that you heard work for this one person. And sometimes that one person then goes on to tell you that's like the only way that you can build your business. And so she or he gives you the steps to do it and whatnot. And it all sounds so good. But then at the end of the day, if it's not aligned with your marketing, or excuse me, if it's not aligned with your personality type, it ends up not working, Mm -hmm. feeling clunky, feeling bad. And what I find a lot of the times, which breaks my heart is that what we tend to do is we blame ourselves. We're like, well, this worked for them. So there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. And I, I am so called to dispel that lie and tell you, girlfriend, that is not true. It is not you. It's the strategy that you were trying to employ and there's a better one out there. And I really want to connect you with that. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's in a lot of time when you're doing those strategies that you're told to do, but they don't necessarily align with who you are as a person, your Mm -hmm. audience notices they, and then they don't Mm -hmm. buy from you because they're like, well, like this person doesn't even seem confident in what they're selling. So why should I purchase? Right. So it's really important to kind of have that be aligned. And it's something I've learned. I've been in business about two years myself, and that's something I've learned along the way too. I was trying these things that were apparently helping people sell like hotcakes and you know, I would do it and I wasn't confident about it or wasn't happy about it. And my sales would be like, 
negative zero, you know? So it's like yeah. one of those things you just really need to find that strategy that works for you and what you feel good about, no matter exactly. what. Like if someone's telling you to do X, Y, Z and it doesn't feel good to you, you don't have to do it. It's your business. You are the one who is in control. So do what you want to do, do what feels good, do what's right for you. Amen, sister. <laughs> so how does like knowing our personality type kind of impact our business and specifically the way that we market to people and we mar- like we feel good about what we're selling, whether it's products or services? Yeah, great question. What I like to compare it to is entering into a real life relationship. So and I, I think we, it's pretty common advice, but I don't think a lot of people take it, is that when you enter into a real-life relationship, whether it's a new friendship or a new uh, partner, romantic partner, whatever, the first step in a successful relationship is being aware of yourself. So you do have to start with you. You have to know your own value and feel strong about that and confident in it in order to then enter into a relationship and become interested in the other person and be able to serve them well. Where we go wrong in real life relationships is we ignore ourselves for whatever reason. We think about the other person, getting the other person, attracting the other person, serving her or him or whoever it is, and like living and dying by what, how that person is reacting to you, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Same thing in business. And that stinks. (laughs) Uh, That just, that really stinks. And, And I'll be the first to say, you know, in the, in the beginning, what we're told about marketing is figure out who your ideal client is, right? And that's the pay attention to the other person, figure out where they are, what they need, and go serve that to them. It's not bad advice. It really isn't. I just think it's bad first advice. Like it's not the first thing that you need to do. I think the first thing is to become aware of who you are, what makes you tick, how you naturally show up in the world, Know that first and then approach the ideal client question and how you set up your business model question um, to then really truly be able to serve that ideal client in the best way that you yourself are equipped to serve them. So that's, that's how it informs it. We want to start there. It's not all about you, but at first it is. And then we can look at what you offer in your business, your business model the services or products you're going to offer. And then we can look at your ideal client, bring those three things together, you, your offerings and your ideal client to build the best marketing strategy possible. So it's going to feel good for you and be super effective. That to me, that's like, that's the ideal. And while I do tend to be an idealist, it's not out of reach. It's not just like this dreamy, that's too good to be true world. That's real. Like I'm seeing it happen every single day in my own business and in my clients' businesses. And now that marketingpersonalities.com is out into the world and, and total strangers are finding it and, and emailing me and saying, hey, this is totally life-changing. Uh, I know that it, it's, it's not that far off. It's, it's totally doable. So that's how that all gets informed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. And I feel like that's really important from the get-go because, you know, right now, passive income and creating courses and products and things like that is all the rage. 
And, you know, people are saying like, oh, well, you don't need to be offering services, but some people thrive with services. Some people are going to thrive with products. So, you know, just kind of figuring out what works for you and going for it versus doing what everyone else is telling you to do and then feeling bad about it is really, really crucial to mm -hmm. a successful business and you just feeling good about yourself overall. Yeah, definitely. And if we can start with ourselves and then add in the ideal client, over time, it becomes more of a blend, right? And that's what any good real life relationship is. It's a blend. It's a give and take. It's I'm going to listen to you and serve you. And I'm also going to take time and, and be self-aware mm -hmm. to know where I need to take this and where this needs to go for me. And same thing for your business. Know where it need what it needs to do for you and know what it needs to do for your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Let's just not start with the ideal client. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people forget that. They forget to even mm -hmm. consider themselves. They're just all like laser focused on the ideal client. In the end, they're, you know, they're like, oh wait, I actually don't like this and this doesn't yeah. feel good to me. So they're backtracking and trying to change things after they've already like released them to the world. And you know, yep. if you could do that first, it would definitely eliminate some steps in your process. That and if you're already in the thick of it and you're like just totally overwhelmed about marketing options and the way you're marketing right now doesn't feel good, it doesn't come easy to you, you can always come back, you can come to marketing personalities, learn what your, your personality type is and reshape your direction. You can always, you can always come back to square one and not really lose anything. You're just, you're just going to get on a, a an easier path for you. So yeah. either way. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs, we're always pivoting anyway, because oh yes, taking things, figuring out what works best. It's not going to be perfect from the get go. So, you know, if you do have to tweak things further down the line, it's not a big deal and it's not yep. feel bad about. So totally. Um, so what are some key tips that you have for people who are struggling with their marketing, their business, and they're kind of worried about feeling icky with their marketing tactics and things like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So number one is go find out what your marketing personality type is. You can do that for free. Just go to the website. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't really get simpler than that. And then, so what you're going to find there uh, is I have, I'm going to show you what your Myers-Briggs personality type means for what your best marketing strategy will probably include. And what that's then going to give you, what I find for, for pretty much anyone that does this, is that it, it validates some things that probably are already maybe either happening in your business or that have been kind of callings on your heart or little inklings, little fires in the belly. You're like, Oh, I kind of want to do this or I think this might work, but I'm kind of scared to do it. This, uh, once you find out your marketing personality type, it'll probably validate those little inklings that you have. And then once you know that piece, there are two, things that happen typically happen right after that, that we need to overcome. Number one is I often find that people resist how easy this thing is because it's so aligned with their, their personality type. It's almost like, okay, I see how that aligns, but isn't this supposed to be hard? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it feels like it seems so easy and good that they're like, that 
that's probably not going to work. And uh, this is a, this is a tough one. I've been talking about this a lot on social and writing about it, and it's it's a it's a big mindset thing. But the truth of the matter is that we've been told from so many sources that building a business is hard, and marketing is hard, and sales is hard, and it's all really freaking hard. And the truth is that some of it is hard. You will go through hard times, but it doesn't all have to be hard. That's a, that's a lie. If you've been believing that and like forcing and pushing, and if it's hard, then that means it's, you're onto something. And that's not always true. That's kind of an extreme point of view. And, and I think that a lot of this can feel really good and easy. And I want more of that. And I want more of that for my clients and the people that are doing business in the world. And so uh, your first point of resistance might be, I don't know if this is going to work. This seems too good. Like this seems too easy. Um, I encourage you to be open to it being that simple, really. Uh, we do tend to overcomplicate things and we do tend to believe the lie that if it's hard, then it's worth doing. And I want to dispel that as much as I possibly can. Just imagine if it could be that easy. Just be open to that. And from there, um, it's a matter of leaning into it. You know, if you can believe that it can be that easy and it can be that aligned with who you are, your, your, your natural self, it's a matter of leaning into it and letting go of the things that don't align. And that seems pretty common sense, right? But what I find is that once people start leaning into what their best marketing strategy includes, they still want to hold on to the old strategies that, that <laughs> didn't feel good. Like they, because yeah. it's, it's their safety blanket. That's what they used to do. Or, um, you know, they've been told over and over and over, uh, to do this, to do it this one way. And they're scared to let that go, which is completely logical. I get, I totally get that. And I encourage you to let those things go. If it, if it doesn't align with your strat or with your personality, you can feel completely okay with letting go, letting those things go. And if you don't feel completely okay, I'm still going to urge you to let them go because girl, life is good when you can feel about how, feel good about how you're showing up for your business. You do not have to feel fake in sales anymore. So yeah. And just kind of figuring that out from the get go really helps too, because you know, mm -hmm. you, you're able to look and see what is going to feel good for you and do it. And then, you know, have that immediately. So your website is definitely going to help a lot of people who are just starting out in their business. So they're, you know, they're looking and they're getting what is going to be a good fit for them doing it instead of trying every single tactic in the book, because that's yeah. what most of us do. And then we finally find our footing after Usually, I feel like two years is like the sweet spot um, for most people. And then you're like, okay, now I know where I'm going to align. But you, you tried like 700 different tactics to get there. Mm -hmm. So just having that from the get-go is really important. So I urge you guys to go check out her website. And I will link it in the, down, um, the show notes for you guys to check out as well. So it's easy to access. But yeah. Thank you for that. Of course. So I found that a lot of my listeners tend to be of a certain personality type. They're usually like an INFJ and I am myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious, what have you found some of the ways that INFJs kind of excel at marketing in their business from, for the most part? 
Yes, I love INFJ. I love these guys. And I love that you were able to uh, take that out of your community so we could talk about it specifically on the interview. Like, I love it when hosts do that. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm a, if you couldn't already tell, I'm a total personality type nerd and junkie. And so I love getting into, into this deep stuff with you guys. So INFJs tend to, here are just a couple things that they tend to do. Um, they are mission driven. So as long as they believe in why they're doing something, they will do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, they also, they, love to share things. They're natural sharers of a message that they believe in. And typically for an INFJ, they are going to, when it comes to marketing, they're, it's kind of twofold. They're probably going to have, they're probably creating some sort of long form content. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that matters for an INFJ is because what doesn't feel good for an INFJ, because we have to know the opposite, right? The yeah. opposite of an INFJ is someone who uh, is really comfortable in direct sales conversations. And an INFJ, uh-uh, no way. <laughs> INFJ, because INFJs think really deeply on something and that's really their power. Mm -hmm. They're able to go so many layers deeper than any other personality. And so when you know the, the layers deep reasons and things about a situation or a topic, it feels almost impossible just to get on a phone call or approach someone and try to sell something because there's, you have so much information to offer and so many things that you need to indoctrinate your potential client or customer with that it just feels so fake and salesy to just try to make a sale out of someone right away. Uh, does that feel like it aligns with you, Jenny? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It does. Okay. And I remember when I was first hopping on my first couple of discovery calls with potential clients, my stomach was in completely in knots because, you know, selling to people was just such like a felt so weird to me. I knew it needed to be done, but it was just very, very strange. And then over the years I've adapted and it's been a lot easier just because I've gotten more confident and stuff. But yeah, that was definitely something that really was difficult at first from all angles, just selling in general. is like, I don't want these people to think that I'm just trying to sell to them. I want them to mm -hmm. like me and things like that. And that was just really difficult for me at first um, to kind of digest. It was like, well, I need to sell to people to, uh, you know, make money. So I got to get over this, but yeah, it's, it was definitely difficult at first to kind of do that. Yeah. And, and the, the, the point I would love to make for any INFJ listeners is that it's not that you're bad at sales. It's, it's not, and it's not that you just have to get over it or you need to read more sales books or like learn how to sell better. I mean, those, those development things, they're not bad things. What's really going on here is like what I just said, you have thought about the solution for this problem that this ideal or this potential client is coming to you with on such a deeper level than they probably even have thought about it. And so it feels really difficult to distill down and provide all of that in one sales conversation. It just, yeah. it's too much. And so, um, what seems to help INFJs, uh, 
not only feel more comfortable selling because yeah, you are probably going to have to sell stuff. Um, but also marketing their stuff is producing long form content and, and the format doesn't really matter so much. You get to choose what feels best for you because I, it's, it's not like INFJs are only cool with writing blog posts. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not the case. I do see a lot of INFJs enjoying writing long blog posts, but I also see INFJs doing podcast interviews just like you are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or hosting podcasts or even doing video. The point here is that they're creating content to indoctrinate uh, their audiences. So the audience is already educated when they come to them and inquire about their services or products. And once, once the INFJ can identify that the potential client has been well-informed, well-educated around the topic at hand, then they can feel okay about selling to them. And so it's funny, Jenny, it's like, you know, you've been at this for a while. I'm sure you have so much content available to your audience. And so over time of creating that content, you've been, that has, besides, you know, the practice of sales, but that has probably aided you in being able to feel okay with, yeah, like I'm ready to sell you something. Here's what I have to offer. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really important too, just to kind of you know, if that is your personality type, just to have that available for people and just in general, like, cause it, it also helps you showcase your expertise before you even hop on a phone call with someone. So even, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're not an INFJ, you can have something available for them to look at that, you know, they are seeing you as an expert before they even hop on the phone call with you. And that makes it easier too, because you know, they know you're good at what you do and you know, they're already prepared. So. Yeah. And on the flip side, there's always an opposite to every personality type. And so if you happen, I don't know if this is even a thing uh, for your listeners, but if you just so happen to be an ESTP, it's the exact opposite of an INFJ, ESTP, what we just said totally rubs you in the wrong way. You would (laughs) so much rather just hop into a sales conversation and kind of find your flow and respond to their needs in the moment rather than think about it ahead of time, write a long blog post or produce content. Like content is just not your jam and that's okay. Right. Yeah. So there's always the flip side, which is super intriguing to me and just, you know, permission giving it's, it feels really good to give people that permission. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure my husband is actually that personality type. I don't think he's taken the test, but just like by ex- you explaining kind of like what they feel comfortable with, I'm like, oh, that sounds like my husband. Now I want to make him uh-huh. take the, the personality <laughs> type test. <laughs> but yeah, so we already kind of talked about this a little bit, but I want to know more about your new branch of your business, like kind of like when we get on the website, what can we expect and things of that nature. Yeah, let's do it. And thank you so much for letting me talk about it. Um, So the website is really simple and that's on purpose. So you get to marketingpersonalities.com. You click on your personality type, your Myers-Briggs personality type. If you don't know what that is, I, there's a link at the bottom and it takes you to an assessment so you can figure that out and then come back and find your, your marketing info. Um, So once you select your, Myers-Briggs personality type. It'll give you some information about uh, you, how you naturally show up in the world, what drives you, um, what your real power is. And then 
then you'll be able to access what your best marketing strategy will include. So that's, and that's all for free. That's, that's like the biggest thing. If you walk away, if you don't, you know, invest in anything else, if you don't spend any money, I just, I at least want you to walk away knowing what your best marketing strategy includes. Okay. That's like number one. Because then you're, then you have the choice to either lean into it or not. It's up to you. It's okay. Um, from there, my job as a, as a coach and a provider of resources to you is I walk you through, I have a, basically a suite of products to walk you through your next steps and ultimately getting you to the point where you have a really stellar marketing strategy that feels good and will be effective for you and you're equipped to implement it, right? So that, I mean, that's my end goal. You can elect to get all the way there or not. There are many steps along the road, but right right after you get your best marketing strategy, I can then provide you a full report, which that full report is then going to tell you about what your worst marketing strategy will include. So you can just let go of that stuff. Uh, and it's also got really fun things like book re- recommendations based on your personality type, business books, um, other entrepreneurs that have successful businesses and your personality type. So you might want to like tap into them and just kind of see what they're doing. And also uh, a three-step action plan to put into place in the next 48 hours to start implementing this thing into your marketing strategy. Um, So for those people that are like, okay, what's next? I give that to you within your full report. I love that. Yeah. And then the next piece is I, I offer an online course that walks you through, if you're truly a DIYer, Um, It walks you through uh, understanding your personality a little bit more. And then we talk about your offerings and your ideal client. And those are the three pieces, you, your offerings, and your ideal client. Once we have those three things together, we can formulate your best, most ideal marketing strategy ever and in a little in more detail. Um, so that course will walk you through those three steps. It's, I designed it to be able to be done in an afternoon. So it's, it's right around four hours, easy to get through. I am not one to give you like hours and hours and hours of stuff. Um, I'd rather it be something you can sit down on an, in an afternoon and just get done and feel good about yourself (laughs) and get the results. So there's that micro course. Um, and then thereafter, right now, I'm working on more products to guide you through kind of the details of different marketing strategies. Uh, so if your strategy includes, like we said, for an INFJ, if it includes long form content and you need to figure out your content strategy, I'm working on a resource that's going to teach you how to build that content strategy. Cause I mean, I've had my hands in all sorts of things and I can speak to those. And so I'm getting a little bit more granular now in the products that I create, uh, to answer those questions that always come in. It's like, okay, I need to figure out a content strategy. How? Well, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to answer those over time with my products. And, uh, I, of course I always have my one-on-one coaching. So if you're looking for more of the personalized route and you want to work one-on-one with someone that can look specifically at your business, who you are, who your ideal client is and work, you know, in tandem with them to, to figure out a strategy and implement it. That's what my one-on-one coaching is for. 
That's so awesome. Yeah, no, I think this is really cool because I am very interested in, you know, knowing people's personality types. And like, I've even started adding like the link to take the personality test if I'm hiring someone to work on my team or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been really helpful to kind of help me figure out, you know, is this a good person to hire? Are we going to mesh well together? So Mm -hmm. I don't make weird hiring decisions and then regret them. (laughs) So, yeah. So now let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Mm. So this really takes me to why I do this in the first place. And I think I learned from a very young age that, well, I was really shown uh, that your job is something that you know, your career, what you do every day is something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you want to do. Um, I grew up watching adults in my life either be completely indifferent about their job, like they go into it and then they get to be themselves outside of work or openly and very um, fiercely hating their job. So those are the two, those are the two options, right? Um, that was, that's what I saw. And I thought from, even when I was in high school, I thought, oh, I just, I don't want that. So I'm going to make sure that I get a career that I really, really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I thought I did that. And then I got into that career and I realized, hmm, I I need a lot more autonomy than this. And I need a lot more freedom than this. And so, you know, entrepreneurship for me is my ticket out of the out of the chains that I felt, I mean, I, I realized that, I mean, I'm about to marry somebody that does not feel like he is chained to his, uh, his job at all. I mean, he's totally cool not having autonomy or, you know, a business, uh, like that's 100% okay with him. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, entrepreneurship is freedom to me and freedom is one of my top five values in my business and in my life. And that's my absolute favorite thing about it. It's, it's yes, some days it feels like a lot of pressure. Um, but even in those moments, I'm grateful for that pressure because I would rather feel that than feel either indifferent or hatred toward how I was spending my life. You know, 40 hours a week is a lot of time over, you know, over the course of however many years I'm going to be at this. And I'm really grateful that I can truly say I like what I'm doing during those hours. I feel the same way. And I was also brought up around people like, I feel like the only person that actually loved their job was my mom because she was a teacher and she loved helping kids. But (laughs) everyone else around me, they had like a blatant hatred for their job. And they're just like, I don't want to be like that, but I don't know like what is going to be a good fit for you. And like, I I didn't, you don't know until you get into it. Like, if it's going to be good or not. Cause you know, when you're getting hired for something, they're just like hyping up and making it sound great. And then when you get in, it's like, you realize all the things that you don't like. So yeah. yeah it's, and my husband is like, he works outside of the home, um, at a day job. Um, and he is completely fine with that, but yeah, like you, I'm not like that at all. And I prefer that freedom that I was not getting at a day job. So I completely mm-hmm. get you on that. Mm. 
Um, so what is the favorite tool that you use in your business? This can be anything from like a project management tool or like just any apps or anything like that, that really aid you in your business. Mm. I have, uh, some, I have a few that I really rely on day to day. Uh, all of my task management for my bit, well, all of my businesses, all the different projects and all of my clients is in Asana. So everything's in Asana. Um, I'm not a Trello lover. I'm sorry. I just don't think that way. Asana is my love language. I love it. Um, I also really love, you know, I use Google Drive and, you know, Dubsado for CRM. But another thing that I'm super loving right now is Boomerang for Gmail. It's a, yeah, it's a Chrome (laughs) extension. Uh, Once you install it into Chrome, it'll be in your Gmail. And I, um, I know that I'm not productive when I always have my email up, but when you're working with clients back and forth via email all the time, well, you have to have your email up all the time. So, um, it's, you know, and you have an idea and you're like, Oh, I, I have to email this person. And so you open up your Gmail tab, even if it wasn't open. And then you get hit with 27 emails and you're like sucked into Gmail for the next two hours. And I was seeing that happen. And, um, Boomerang for Gmail allows me to pause any incoming messages. And so I can have my Gmail tab open, but I can pause my inbox. So I'm not seeing any new messages come in until I consciously, purposely unpause it. And so I've gotten into the rhythm of um, unpausing in the morning and unpausing in the afternoon every other time it's paused. And so I'm not getting sucked into that trap. (laughs) Oh, I see. I use Boomerang just for the scheduling feature because I am a night owl and I don't want to send emails to my clients at 11 p.m. and have them think that I'm up working because I am, but I don't want to know that. But yeah. <laughs> I need to start using that feature because I get sucked into my email too. And then I'm like responding and taking away time. Does it, do you know if it like transfers to your phone too? Because I have Gmail on my phone. Does it like stop the notifications there as well? Or is it just on your computer? Yes. And that. I will say it took some getting used to, and I didn't realize how detrimental Gmail on my phone was until I started pausing because I would unconscious, I mean, we all do this, right? But I unconsciously would grab my phone and typically my natural tendency is to open up Instagram, check Instagram, which I still do. I haven't broken that and I don't really intend to because I love (laughs) Instagram. It's a really happy place for me. Yeah. And then, um, And then once I got through Instagram, I would go over to Gmail Mm -hmm. and I would get sucked in there, like totally sucked in. And I'm answering, I realized like I'm answering these emails that I could answer in such a more intelligent, thoughtful way if I were to just be on my MacBook and answering them and not typing away with my thumbs. And so, yeah, when, um, I also, I don't have any notifications on my phone, so I, uh, I would assume it stops the notifications, but I know that if my Gmail is paused, um, on my MacBook on, on my regular screen, uh, mm-hmm. no incoming will come through the Gmail app either, which okay. I love. I personally love that, but yeah, I know no. some people don't. I may have to try that. I mean, the only reason I do have notifications for, um, my email is because I'm also a blogger, like a lifestyle blogger and mm-hmm. like hit brand collaborations. And those are like exciting emails to get that. I'm like, I want to answer immediately, but like, you know, client emails, not necessarily. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you can't like pause one and not the other. So, I mean, in terms of notifications, so. 
yeah, I was just curious how that worked too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Boomerang's great. Um, And I know you get like 25 free scheduled messages per month. And if you just go and like tweet something, like if you reach your 25 limit, they tell you like to tweet or Facebook share something and then it gives you more messages for the month. So you basically never have to pay because it'll just let you keep doing that. So. Oh, nice. I see. I, I remember doing the free one for a little while and then I would, I would hit my scheduled limit like within a few days. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was mostly because I tried to schedule and my assistant tries to schedule out things. Um, cause I have my own podcast and for guests. And so we just kind of batch that out and within just a few days, it's just like, Oh, so I do pay for it, but I think it's only like five bucks a month or something. I I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving boomerang. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Mm, you might hate this answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I have to say myself <laughs> and that, and that may feel so, I don't know, self-absorbed, but I will stand behind it. Of course I have people that I queue into regularly. Um, and you know, I can name them off. Like I love Rachel Hollis. I love Jamie Ivy. Um, I, I love my mastermind group that I'm in and I really look up to them and I, and I do go to them when I need to, but at the end of the day, I have to rely on the fact that the, the questions that I have, I probably already know the answer to Mm -hmm. and, and being willing, willing to trust that is a huge deal. And I know that that has allowed me such growth in my business, I think more than, than having a go-to outside or external to me. Um, that for me has been, has been massive. And so at the end of the day, I have to still come back and let myself be my go-to girl. (laughs) So yeah, I would, I, yeah, I gotta have that self-trust. No, that's and I mean, then that's okay. and then the people waiting in the you know the gals waiting in the wings to to lift you up when yourself you, you know you're kind of sick of yourself. That totally happens. <laughs> it happened to me like yesterday. Uh, but um, yeah, that's that's it. Oh, that's no, my that's, go-to. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> and then just tell us where we can find you, like your podcast. Um, I know we're going to be chatting in a couple weeks on for your podcast. So yeah, um, yeah, just let us know where we can find you. Yeah. Okay. So number one, there's a bunch of places, but the number one thing, if you get nothing else out of this, I want you to go find out what your best marketing strategy includes. I want to give you that big fat permission slip to show up that way. So to do that, marketingpersonalities.com, it's that easy. Uh, If you want to see what I'm up to, my coaching uh, and my podcast, that's at jammarketinggroup.co. And my podcast specifically is called the Marketing in Yoga Pants podcast. And you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, all the places. So yeah, you guys need to give our podcast a listen. I've been listening for about two months now and yeah, it's great. There's a lot of good information you can get from there as well. Oh, thank you. That's so much fun. Well, it was really great talking to you today. Yeah, same. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. Of course. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 60. 
Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.